for those of you who don't know who I am, I'm Simon Scholes. I'm the founder and creative director of Perception Studios. We're an award-winning visual marketing agency, and we're based in the UK, but we help brands and businesses globally create content that helps them stand out on social media. Now, that could be them sending us their products, and we create videos and photography content for them, or it could be animation or graphics, or we could go out into... Their, their studios and they could come to us and we could film for them there's all sorts of different things that we do but we try and create content that really helps them stand out now a few years ago it became very obvious that not every brand not every business was necessarily in a position to spend a lot of money on having their marketing content created for them so i wanted to still try and help these people but how could I help those brands and businesses? I sat down, I came from a process, I called it How to Nine Times Your Social Media. It was effectively a bunch of stuff I've been talking about for years, a bunch of stuff other people have been talking about for years, bastardized it all together and called it How to Nine Times Your Social Media. I turned it into a book. It went to number one. You can still download it for like 99p right now. Um, and that will take you through from everything that is marketing planning all the way through to podcasting and all the other content creation that goes on in between as well. The Social Media Podcast with Simon Scholes. Tips, hints, and great content ideas. With social media, we all understand it's all about consistency. It's all about the value you've got to give. And that's why I asked the question today on all my other social media channels. Do you consume more or do you produce more content for your brand or for your business? Because if you are sitting down and consuming more content you are producing for your business, you need to flip that on its head. It's great to consume content, especially if you're getting lots of value from it and you're learning lots from it. But if you're not putting out a lot of content for your brand or for your business, then you're in a difficult situation where you really, really want to be actually helping people, talking to people, but you're not putting anything out there to actually make it happen. There's one like kind of line that I live by, and it's if you're not communicating, nobody can hear what you've got to say. So you've got to start communicating to that audience out there who might actually care about what it is that you've got to say, whatever value it is that you've got to be and got to give, whether you are an accountant, whether you are a plumber, whether you are a social media expert, whatever it is, you can put that content out there and you can be really giving value to those people. Uh, let's have a quick look at um, who's joined us this evening. Hello to uh, Miles Keegan, who's not been around for a while. Hello, Miles. I hope you're keeping well. Uh, also, hello to my favorite troll who's joined us this evening. Way. Um, hello to Lex, who's just joined us. Um, I'd add another C word, absolutely. Um, and um, also Smelly Welly, who's giving us loads of information at the moment, telling me butterflies taste with their feet. I did know that. Uh, and also pig's orgasm lasts for 30 minutes. I kind of knew that as well. And I think a panda's is longer. But anyway, we're getting carried away. Let's uh, talk about consuming or producing, consuming or creating. Which one do you do the most? Most of the people who I was chatting to on Twitter this today, on Facebook, where I did a poll, LinkedIn, also on YouTube, on my community page, all those people were saying that they consume way more than they actually produce. Some people were saying, I want to produce more, but I don't really get around to doing it. But most people were saying that I truly, truly actually consume far more content. Curate. That is a great word there. Curate from, from Neil. Curate other people's content. I like that. Um, where you get other people's content and make sure you're sharing it. That comes into the rule of a third, which I live by. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, but first things first, 
producing more content. I just want to get you producing more content for your brand or for your business. So you need to find the area that actually creating content is good for you. Now, coming from somebody who produces video the way I do, and coming from somebody who runs a visual marketing agency who create content for lots of different brands around the world, you'd think I would say, you must be doing video, you've got to do video. And yes, you do need to be doing video. But if you are not the most comfortable person in front of a camera, it's going to take time for that content to start flowing from you on a regular basis. But there are ways around that. If you are a far better writer, that's great. Sit down, write loads and loads of content, write your blogs, and then you can turn your blogs into video content. And you don't even need to be on the video. You can use Great apps that are out there for you to use. If you want to know about some of them, get in touch with me. I'll let you know. But there are loads of great apps out there which will actually read your blog and artificially intelligently go, this is the video I want to create. And it will use royalty-free images and royalty-free music and will put text over the top of the images so that you end up having image and video-based content that you can put out onto channels like YouTube and Snapchat and Twitter and LinkedIn and TikTok and wherever else you want to put your content. So you can still have video content that you don't have to actually necessarily worry about creating yourself because you've sat down and If you're a great photographer, you could take the photos that you take and turn those into video content. There are so many different ways of doing video content that people don't really think outside the box sometimes. If you're a, a B2B business, it always feels like you necessarily need to be talking to the audience. You need to be sat there chatting to them, communicating, building an emotional connection between you and them. And that is really important. But if you're absolutely against sitting in front of a camera and doing that, then you still can create video content, which will help slowly break down that boundary a little bit slower than me chatting to you right now but it'll help you slowly break down that boundary so that you can actually talk to those people and create that connection because i've said it before people buy an emotion and if you're not creating an emotional connection between you and them then the chances are they're probably not going to buy from you they'll go to somebody else who either does the same thing or you're not fixing enough of a pain point for them to want to buy your product in the first place. So create that level of interaction, that emotional connection between you and your audience. Now, like I say, you can do this any way that you want. So if you're a great writer, do it with blogs. If you are good on video, do video content and then get that transcribed and turn it into blog content. If you are a great speaker, but you're not great on camera or you don't want to write, then do a podcast and get that audio transcribed and turn it into video content and into blog content. If you're just a great photographer and that's what you really specialize in and that's what your passion is, take some great photos, but then use those photos and the value behind the content that you've created to put value elsewhere. Could you turn it into a podcast? Could you happily pick up your phone, set voice notes going and start speaking? Could you have a microphone and start talking to it? Whatever it might be. But find the area that you're the strongest in creating content and then start thinking outside the box about creating other content for other platforms because social media is all about friction. Digital marketing as a whole is all about friction. I'm sick to death of seeing all these people offering these amazing courses where they'll just teach you one thing and then they don't teach you anything, but then you'll grow an amazing audience on one channel. That's fine. 
have a great audience on one channel, but you need to spread yourself around a little bit. What I try and work by and what I try and get my clients to work by is 75 to 80% of your effort, put it into one channel, where your audience is, where your avatar is. Who is your avatar, your niche audience, your niche customer? Who is your ideal customer? Where do they hang out? Put most of the effort into that channel. That's absolutely fine. Then take the other 20% and start to remove the friction. There's a level of friction for all different types of content to be consumed. Be it a blog, I might not want to sit down and read, or maybe I'm just not a big reader overall. Be it a podcast, I might not necessarily have the time to sit down and listen to a podcast. Although, to be honest, a podcast is probably the most frictionless piece of content you can create because it can be listened to anywhere, in the car, in the gym, on the lawn, all those kind of things. Uh, also, um, you could create video content, you could create memes, all that kind of stuff. So just start thinking outside the box. What content could you create alongside where you're best creating content so that you are producing more than you are consuming as a brand or as a business? Okay, let's have a quick look at the comments that have come through. Um, Jamie Sharp, who's um, joined us here on LinkedIn. Hello, Jamie. Uh, Jamie runs an amazing uh, influencer talent agency called Sharp Talent. Um, and he's asking, a quick one, do you think Twitter is effectively dead for targeting those under 30? No, absolutely not. I really don't. Um, when you scroll through the feeds, there are a lot of older people using it potentially for the wrong reasons. But as long as you ignore those people and actually look at the other people who are, are using it, bloggers, crafters, they're all using it very effectively. And a lot of these people are actually younger than you would probably give them credit for. You kind of, I don't know why, but we psychologically maybe connect crafting to an older age group, blogging to an older age group, because it's all about writing. But actually, they're quite young. And if you do a little bit of Digging deep, they are out there. They're definitely there. Do you have to put the effort in more so than maybe you had to when you were able to grow an audience yourself of a huge Twitter audience and Twitter following? Probably, yes. You have to put more effort into reaching out and talking to those people and hopefully that they're going to enjoy your content and want to follow you. But is it effectively dead? No, but it is hard work. That's probably what I would say is that it's dead if you – really want to just kind of post regularly and just they will find you. I don't think that's going to really work that way anymore. But then I don't think social media as a whole works that way anymore. I think social media is a place where you have to start being social. If you're not social on social media, I think you're going to actually struggle as a as a brand, as a business. Even big influencers now, I think, have to start thinking, you know what, I'm going to start creating content and start reaching out to the people who are my audience. I think a lot of the bigger YouTubers are going to start finding that their audiences are going to smaller YouTubers who are willing to respond to comments, who are willing to do live broadcasts and speak to people directly and answer their questions. That kind of thing is hugely powerful um, for a smaller creator. And I think the bigger creators kind of miss out on that and don't really put the effort into actually reaching out and connecting with their audience. Like I say, it all boils down to emotions. And if you're not connecting with them emotionally, they're going to go somewhere else and get that emotion. And that's the same as not being continuous and uh, with your content and putting co content out all the time. So, yeah, there you go. Long-winded answer, but hopefully that helps. Uh, yes, it does. Brilliant. Thanks, thanks, Simon. No worries, Jamie. Absolutely pleasure anytime whatsoever. 
Um, so going back to something uh, Lex said a little bit earlier on, curate other people's content 100%. So one of the things I work by is what I call the rule of the third on social media. So the first rule is, number one, is share your content. Give value, talk to people, put that value out, be great. Number two is curate other people's content. Share other people's content. Share the value that they've got to give. If you think your audience is going to get value from a piece of content that Lex, for example, puts out, then why would you not share it with your audience? It just uh, I don't understand why people don't click that share button more often, and they don't, mainly because we're daft as creators and don't ask them to. So like for right now, I'm going to say, please click the share button on this video, whatever platform you're watching on, and let's get more people into the community, more people watching, more questions asked. And that's where I think we fail a lot is actually asking people to share. But we need to share other people's content, be it a blog, be it a video, whatever it might be. If we feel that content is going to give any value to our audience, share it with them. I share a lot of crafters content and things like that because I know my audience is probably skewed a little bit older, a little bit female. The crafters stuff that they make is amazing. And I share the stuff that I think is actually really, really good. And so I share that with my audience and my audience appreciates it and either go off and check or just kind of, yeah, like that content as well and maybe share it with their audience. But it's all about sharing, all about trying to build a community, being social on social media. Okay, let's have another look. I've got some questions through on Twitter, which I took some photos of, so let's have a look at those. <coughs> um, I'm interested in seeing how social media could be used to create communities within our shared uh, houses. Uh, seems like it's dropped down the list of priorities. Oh, so, okay, so this is um, from a guy who has housing. He, um, he has lots of different houses, and obviously through lockdown, they're looking to create communities between the houses. So what I would kind of say is WhatsApp is probably your friend, probably the best way to be going, probably the best thing to be looking at the moment. Create groups for the houses, individual houses, and then let them chat to each other, let them talk, and then let them see how they kind of get on with each other and create their own groups, create their own pages, all that kind of stuff. That's what I would say is that's the easiest, the most simple way of doing it. WhatsApp is like a affordable to them it's part of their data plan um, and i think that's probably the best way to be looking at like trying to create a community between all the different houses that you've, you've actually got okay so let's have a look here um i need advice on how to get more people following or liking my business page um not necessarily a profitable audience what i would say is that you need to be looking at giving value that's all you've got to do is look at giving value to your audience. If your audience is looking at that content, if they're looking at your page on a regular basis, give value. And eventually, over time, I've got a guest, a visitor. Hello. Hi. Um, so, yeah, you've got to give value. You've got to give value to your audience because that's how they're going to like gather that information into their head and go, I connect with this person. They're really good. I like the value that they're giving. I'm going to follow them. And then if you continue to give that value, then they go, I really like this person. They're giving value. I'm going to start sharing the content. Or even better still, they might become a customer, which would be amazing. That's what we all dream of. I'm hoping that everybody watching this right now is going to become a customer. 
But it doesn't bother me if you don't. As long as you're getting value and I'm helping you get onto that content creation journey, that's all that matters. Let's have a quick look. I think there was one more question I got through. Where was it? There it is. Um, I wanted to know uh, what your take on uh, Instagram is at the moment. Um, is it being unutilized? No, I think a lot of people are utilizing it exceptionally well. Um, what I think people are underutilizing is the tools that they are creating new and they're not really using them. Reels is a big one. And, and I've got a bit of a bugbear with Reels, so bear with me on this one. A lot of people are using Reels, not as many as you would imagine, but a lot of people are using Reels, but they're not creating the content to work with their Instagram feed. So they're creating Reels, they're doing all this vertical content, brilliant. They're putting it out, and then they're saying, share it on my feed because they want another piece of content on their Instagram feed. What they're not thinking about is the framing for that piece of content is vertical. So a lot of the stuff that is in that vertical feed is not going to be seen when somebody is scrolling through their Instagram feed and there's words popping up that are out of view or just half seen. Please, if you're going to create Instagram real content for your brand, for your business, for your feed, and you can create for reels and to go on the Instagram feed, you've got to start thinking about the positioning and the framing of your content because otherwise you're again going to hit the yellow spot at the back of somebody's head. This is what my old boss used to call it. We didn't agree on much, but this is probably one of the things we, we did agree on. It's a psychological spot in the brain that if something doesn't sit right with you, you leave it, you walk away, and you go elsewhere and consume content elsewhere. We used to do music, and if it was the wrong music for the wrong brand in the wrong store, it would hit that yellow spot and would leave the store. The same with reels. If you are seeing a piece of content and the words are all out of the way, you're not going to click on it and go to Instagram reels. You're consuming the Instagram feed, and that's where you want to consume content. That's how I work, and so I try and create content to – like work with how I work and how normal humans work. So don't create content where you can't see the words. Just put the words within the 1080 by 1080 frame. Still do the vertical thing. That's fine. But create content so that people can actually consume it in both ways. Or simply don't put it on your Instagram feed. If you're not going to be bothered to do that, don't put it on your Instagram feed. That way it doesn't look unprofessional. Because for me, I know this isn't the most professional setting in the world, but I'm here giving value. If you can't even see the value because it's all out of shot, you're not giving any value at all. All you're doing is having words pop up and make it look like you can't do any framing and can't get the words to be seen on Instagram Reels. So, yeah, anyway, there we go. I've had Moran and I've also hopefully answered your question as well. Thank you very much for getting in touch with us. I think that was the last one. It was indeed... So I am going to go. I've been there for 20 minutes. That's probably enough of you getting bored by this dodgy northerner. So I will catch you on Wednesday at 12 o'clock. Uh, we will have another interview, hopefully, on uh, Wednesday. Keeping our fingers crossed for somebody in particular that haven't confirmed yet, but we'll see. But until then, have a great rest of your Monday evening. Sorry it was an evening broadcast. I know it's normally earlier in the day, um, but obviously daddy daycare does take priority on a Monday and a Friday. So until Wednesday, have a good one. Stay safe. I know we're getting ever closer to that second lockdown. Please start to think about producing more than consuming more. 
in the content side of things. Don't forget, obviously, there's loads of other stuff like sales and that kind of thing that come first before anything, because if you're not selling and not making any money, if you're not making any money, your business doesn't exist. But please produce more content than consuming it, especially coming into this second lockdown. is so important. Anyway, until Wednesday, please continue to stay safe and have a good one, and I'll catch you then. Bye. This was a Perception Studios production.